Hare Krishna, dear devotees, welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books right here in Hive, Kent, Southeast England, just a stone's throw to the English Channel. <clears throat> we are continuing to try our best to keep the sound vibration going every day. Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya to serve the Bhagavatam by hearing the Bhagavatam, Srimad Bhagavatam with other like-minded devotees who like to hear, who have a taste for hearing. And hopefully it will spread to others more and more. Srila uh, Sanatana Goswami compiled Srimad Bhagavata Mahima Stotram as a glorification of the Srimad Bhagavatam. Beautifully done, of course. Uh, it goes like this. Sarva Shastrabdipi Yusha, Sarva Vedaika Satpala, Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja, Sarva Lokaika Drikprada. O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths, you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana. Srimad Bhagavata Prabho Kali Dvandodita Aditya Sri Krishna Parivartita O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees O Master Srimad Bhagavatam You are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali You are the exact image of Sri Krishna Paramananda Pataya Prema Varshakshadayate <clears throat> Sarvada Sarvasevyaya Sri Krishnaya Namostume I bow down to you who are supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna himself. Madeka Bando Matsangin Madguro Man Mahadana my only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu sadhuta dayin atini chochatakada hanamun chakadachin mam Premna rit kanta yokspura. O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So we've reached the third canto, second chapter of Srimad Bhagavatam. Uh, Uddhava is now uh, gathered his wits, uh, come out of trance, and is uh, ask, answering the questions of um, Vidura, 
who met him in in uh, Mathura. We're, we're starting with uh, text 13. <clears throat> All the, this is Uddhava speaking. And he's remember, remembering Krishna. All the demigods from the upper, lower, and middle universal planetary systems assembled at the altar of the Rajasuya sacrifice performed by Maharaj Yudhishthir. After seeing the beautiful bodily features of Lord Krishna, they all contemplated that he was the ultimate dexterous creation of Brahma, the creator of human beings. Purport. There was nothing comparable to the bodily features of Lord Krishna when he was present in this world. The most beautiful object in the material world may be compared to the blue lotus flower or the full moon in the sky. But even the lotus flower and the moon were defeated by the beauty of the bodily features of Lord Krishna. And this was certified by the demigods, the most beautiful living creatures in the universe. The demigods thought that Lord Krishna, like themselves, was also created by Lord Brahma. But in fact, Brahma was created by Lord Krishna. It was not within the power of Brahma to create the transcendental beauty of the Supreme Lord. No one is the creator of Krishna. Rather, he is the creator of everyone. As he says in the Bhagavad Gita 10.8, Aham sarvasya prabhavo matak sarvam pravartate. Text 14. The damsels, the damsels of Braja, after pastimes of laughter, humor, and exchanges of glances, were anguished when Krishna left them. They used to follow him with their eyes, and thus they sat down with stunned intelligence and could not finish their household duties. Purport. In his boyhood at Vrindavan, Lord Krishna was notorious as a teasing friend in transcendental love to all the girls his age. His love for them was so intense that there is no comparison to that ecstasy and the damsels of Raja were so much attached to him that their affection excelled that of the great demigods like Brahma and Shiva. Lord Krishna finally admitted his defeat before the transcendental affection of the gopis and declared that he was unable to repay them for their unalloyed affection. Although the gopis were seemingly anguished by the Lord's teasing behavior, when Krishna would leave them, they could not tolerate the separation and used to follow him with their eyes and minds. They were so stunned by the situation that they could not finish their household duties. No one could excel him even in the dealings of love exchanged between boys and girls. It is said in the revealed scriptures that Lord Krishna personally never goes beyond the boundary of Vrindavan. He remains there eternally because of the transcendental love of the inhabitants. 
Thus, even though he was not visible at present, he was not, he was not away from Vrindavan for a moment. Text 15 <clears throat> The Personality of Godhead, the all-compassionate controller of both the spiritual and material creations, is unborn. But when there is friction between his peaceful devotees and persons who are in the material modes of nature, he takes birth just like fire, accompanied by his plenary portions, controlling the Mahat Tattva. Purport The devotees of the Lord are by nature peaceful because they have no material hankering. A liberated soul has no hankering and therefore he has no lamentation. One who wants to possess also laments when he loses his possession. Devotees have no hankerings for material possessions and no hankerings for spiritual salvation. They are situated in the transcendental loving service of the Lord as a matter of duty. And they do not mind where they are or how they have to act. Karmis, jnanis, and yogis all hanker to possess some material or spiritual assets. Karmis want material possessions. Jnanis and yogis want spiritual possessions. But devotees do not want any material or spiritual assets. They want, to, they want only to serve the Lord anywhere in the material or spiritual worlds that the Lord, that the Lord desires. They, all, they want only to serve the Lord anywhere in the material or spiritual worlds that the Lord desires. And the Lord is always specifically compassionate towards such devotees. The karmis, jnanis, and yogis have their particular mentalities and the modes of nature, and therefore they are called itaras, or non-devotees. These itaras, all, including even the yogis, sometimes harass the devotees of the Lord. Durvasamuni, a great yogi, harassed Maharaj Ambarish because the, because the latter was a great devotee of the Lord. And the great karmi and jnani, Hiranyakashipu, even harassed his own Vaishnava son, Prahlad Maharaj. There are many instances of such harassment of the peaceful devotees of the Lord by the Itaras. When such friction takes place, the Lord, out of his great compassion toward his pure devotees, appears in person, accompanied by his plenary portions, controlling the Mahat Tattva. The Lord is everywhere, in both the material and spiritual domains, and he appears for the sake of his devotees when there is friction between the, his devotees and the non-devotees. As electricity is generated by friction of matter anywhere and, any, and everywhere, the Lord, being all-pervading, appears because of the friction of devotees and non-devotees. When Lord Krishna appears on a mission, all his plenary portions accompany him. When he appeared as the son of Vasudeva, there were differences of opinion about his incarnation. Some said 
He is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Some said He is an incarnation of Narayana, and others said He is the incarnation of Chirodakashayi Vishnu. But actually, He is the original Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishnastu Bhagavan Swayam. And Narayana, the Purushas, and all other incarnations accompany Him to play different parts in his pastimes. Mahadangsha Yukta indicates that he is accompanied by the Purushas who create the Mahatattva. It is confirmed in the Vedic hymns Mahantam Bibhum Atmanam. Lord Krishna appeared just like electricity when there was friction between Kangsa and Vasudev and Ugrasena. Vasudeva and Ugrasena were the Lord's devotees, and Kangsa, a representative of the karmis and jnanis, was a non-devotee. Krishna, as he is, is compared to the sun. He first appeared from the ocean of the womb of Devaki, and gradually he satisfied the inhabitants of the places surrounding Mathura, just as the sun enlivens the lotus flower in the morning. After gradually rising to the meridian of Dwarka, the Lord set like the sun, placing everything in darkness, as described by Uddhava. Text 16 <clears throat> When I think of Lord Krishna, how he was born in the prison house of Vasudeva, although he is unborn, how he went away from his father's protection to Braja, and lived there incognito, out of fear of the enemy, and how, although unlimitedly powerful, he fled from Mathura in fear. All these bewildering incidents give me distress. <clears throat> Purport Because Lord Sri Krishna is the original person from whom everything and everyone has emanated, Ahamsarvasya Prabhavo, Bhagavad Gita 10.8 Janmad Yasya Yataha Bhagavatam 1.1.1 Vedanta Sutra 1.1.2 Nothing can be equal to or greater than Him. The Lord is supremely perfect and whenever He enacts His transcendental pastimes as a son, a rival or an object of enmity He plays the part so perfectly that even pure devotees like Uddhava are bewildered. For example, Uddhava knew perfectly well that Lord Sri Krishna is eternally existent and can neither die nor disappear for good, yet he lamented for Lord Krishna. All these events are perfect arrangements to give perfection to his supreme glories. It is for enjoyment's sake when a father plays with his little son and the father lies down on the floor as if defeated by the son, it is just to give the little son pleasure and nothing more. Because the Lord is all-powerful, it is possible for him to adjust opposites such as birth and no birth, power and defeat, fear and fearlessness. A pure devotee knows very well how it is possible 
for the Lord to adjust opposite things. But he laments for the non-devotees who, not knowing the supreme glories of the Lord, think of him as imaginary simply because they are, there are so many apparently contradictory statements in the scriptures. Factually, there is nothing contradictory. Everything is possible when we understand the Lord as the Lord and not as one of us with all our imperfections. Nice statement. I'll read that again. Factually, there is nothing contradictory. Everything is possible when we understand the Lord as the Lord and not as one of us with all our imperfections. Poetic, Prabhupada, beautiful. Text 17. Lord Krishna begged pardon from his parents for their, Krishna's and Balaram's, inability to serve their parents' feet due to being away from home because of great fear of Kangsa. Krishna said, O mother, O father, please excuse us for this inability. All this behavior, all this behavior of the Lord gives me pain at heart. Purport. It appears that Lord Krishna and Baladeva were both very greatly afraid of Kangsa and therefore they had to hide themselves. But if the Lord but if Lord Krishna and Baladeva are the Supreme Personality of Godhead, how is it possible that they were afraid of Kangsa? Is there any contradiction in such statements? Vasudeva due to his great appreciation for Krishna, wanted to give him protection. He never thought that Krishna was the Supreme Lord and could protect himself. He thought of Krishna as his son. Because Vasudeva was a great devotee of the Lord, he did not like to think that Krishna might be killed like his other children. Morally, Vasudeva was bound to deliver Krishna into the hands of Kangsa because he had promised to turn over all his children. But out of his great love for Krishna, he broke his promise. And the Lord was very pleased with Vasudeva for his transcendental mentality. He did not want to disturb the intense affection of Vasudeva, and thus he agreed to be carried by his father to the house of Nanda and Yashoda. And just to test the intense love of Vasudeva, Lord Krishna fell down in the waters of the Yamuna while his father was crossing the river. Vasudeva became mad after his child as he tried to recover him in the midst of the rising river. These are the glorious pastimes of the Lord and there is no contradiction in such manifestations. Since Krishna is the Supreme Lord, he was never afraid of Kangsa, but to please his father, he agreed to be so. And the most brilliant part of his supreme character was that he begged pardon from his parents for being unable to serve their feet while absent from home because of fear of Kangsa. The Lord whose lotus feet are worshipped by demigods like Brahma 
and Shiva wanted to worship the feet of Vasudev. Such instruction by the Lord to the world is quite appropriate. Even if one is the Supreme Lord, one must serve his parents. A son is indebted to his parents in so many ways, and it is the duty of the son to serve his parents, however great the son may be. Indirectly, Krishna wanted to teach the atheists who do not accept the supreme fatherhood of God, and they may learn from this action how much the supreme father has to be respected. Uddhava was simply struck with wonder by such glorious behavior of the Lord, and he was very sorry that he was unable to go with him. Text 18 who, after smelling the dust of his lotus feet even once, could ever forget it? Simply by expanding the leaves of his eyebrows, Krishna has given the death-like blow to those who were burdening the earth. PURPORT Lord Krishna cannot be accepted as one of the human beings, even though he played the role of an obedient son. His actions were so extraordinary that by the simple raising of his eyebrows he could deliver death blows to those who were burdening the earth. Text 19 You have personally seen how the king of Chedi, Shishupal, achieved success in yoga practice although he hated Lord Krishna. Even the actual yogis aspire after such success with great interest by performance of their various practices. Who can tolerate separation from Him? PURPORT Lord Krishna's causeless mercy was exhibited in the great assembly of Maharaj Yudhishthir. He was merciful even to his enemy, the king of Chedi, who always tried to be an envious rival of the Lord, because it was not possible to be a bona fide rival of the Lord, the king of Chedi was extremely malicious toward Lord Krishna. In this way he was like many other asuras, such as Kangsa and Jarasandha. In the open assembly of the Rajasuya sacrifice performed by Maharaj Yudhishthir, Shishupal insulted Lord Krishna and he was finally killed by the Lord. But it was seen by everyone in the assembly that a light flashed out of the body of the king of Chedi and merged into the body of Lord Krishna. This means that Chedi Raj achieved the salvation of attaining oneness with the Supreme, which is a perfection most desired by the jnanis and yogis and for which they execute their different types of transcendental activities. It is a fact that persons who are trying to understand the Supreme Truth by their personal endeavors of mental speculation or mystic powers of yoga achieve the same goal as others who are personally killed by the Lord. Both achieve the salvation of merging into the Brahmajyoti rays of the transcendental body of the Lord. The Lord was merciful even to his enemy, and the success of the king of Chedi was observed by everyone who was present in the assembly. 
Vidura was also present there, and therefore Uddhava reminded him of the incident. Text 20 Certainly others who were fighters on the battlefield of Kurukshetra were purified by the onslaught of Arjuna's arrows. And while seeing the lotus-like face of Krishna so pleasing to the eyes, they achieved the abode of the Lord. Purport The Supreme Personality of Godhead, Lord Sri Krishna, appears in this world for two missionary purposes, to deliver the faithful and to annihilate the miscreants. But because the Lord is absolute, his two different kinds of actions, although apparently different, are ultimately one and the same. His annihilation of a person like Shishupal is as auspicious as his actions for the protection of the faithful. All the warriors who fought against Arjuna but who were able to see the lotus-like face of the Lord on the battlefront achieved the abode of the Lord exactly as the devotees of the Lord do. The words pleasing to the eyes of the seer are very significant. When the warriors from the other side of the battlefield saw Lord Krishna at the front, they appreciated his beauty and their dormant instinct of love of God was awakened. Shishupal saw the Lord also, but he saw him as his enemy and his love was not awakened. Therefore, Shishupal achieved oneness with the Lord by merging into the impersonal glare of his body called the Brahmajyoti. Others who were in the marginal position, being neither friends nor enemies, but slightly in love of Godhead, by appreciating the beauty of his face, were at once promoted to the spiritual planets, the Vaikuntha Lokas, Vaikuntas. The Lord's personal abode is called Goloka Vrindavan, and the abodes where his plenary expansions reside are called the Vaikuntas, where the Lord is present as Narayana. Love of Godhead is dormant in every living entity, and the entire process of devotional service unto the Lord is meant for awakening this dormant, eternal love of Godhead. But there are degrees of such transcendental awakening. Those whose love of God is awakened to the fullest extent go back to the Goloka Vrindavan planet in the spiritual sky, whereas persons who have just awakened to the love of Godhead by accident or association are transferred to the Vaikuntha planets. Essentially, essentially there is no material difference between Goloka and Vaikuntha. But in the Vaikuntas, the Lord is served in unlimited opulence, whereas in Goloka, the Lord is served in natural affection. This love of God is awakened by the association of pure devotees of the Lord. Here the word Parthastra Puta is significant. Those who saw the beautiful face of the Lord on the battlefield of Kurukshetra were purified first by Arjuna when he made his onslaught with arrows 
The Lord appeared for the mission of diminishing the burden of the world, and Arjuna was assisting the Lord by fighting on his behalf. Arjuna personally declined to fight, and the whole instruction of the Bhagavad Gita was given to Arjuna to engage him in the fight. As a pure devotee of the Lord, Arjuna agreed to fight in preference to his own decision. And thus Arjuna fought to assist the Lord in his mission of diminishing the burden of the world. All the activities of a pure devotee are executed on behalf of the Lord because a pure devotee of the Lord has nothing to do for his personal interest. Arjuna's killing was as good as killing by the Lord himself. As soon as Arjuna shot an arrow at an enemy, that enemy became purified of all material contaminations and became eligible to be transferred to the spiritual sky. Those warriors who appreciated the lotus feet of the Lord and saw His face at the front had their dormant love of God awakened and thus they were transferred at once to Vaikuntha, not to the impersonal state of the Brahma Jyoti, as was Shishupal. Shishupal died without appreciating the Lord, while others died with appreciation of the Lord. Both were transferred to the spiritual sky, but those who awakened to love of God were transferred to the planets of the transcendental sky. Uddhava seemed Uddhava seemingly lamented that his own position was less than that of the warriors on the battlefield of Kurukshetra because they had attained to Vaikuntha, whereas he remained to lament the disappearance of the Lord. Text 21 <clears throat> Lord Sri Krishna is the Lord of all kinds of threes and he is independently supreme by achievement of all kinds of fortune. He is worshipped by the eternal maintainers of the creation who offer him the paraphernalia of worship by touching their millions of helmets to his head, to his feet. I'm sorry, I'll read that again. Lord Krishna is the Lord of all kinds of threes and is independently supreme by achievement of all kinds of fortune. He is worshipped by the eternal maintainers of the creation who offer him the paraphernalia of worship by touching their millions of heads to his feet. Purport Lord Sri Krishna is so mild and merciful as described in the above verses and yet he is the Lord of all kinds of threes. He is the Lord of the three worlds. He is the Supreme Lord of the three worlds, the three qualities of material nature, and the three Purushas, Karanudakashaya Garbhudakashayi and Shiro Dakashaya Vishnu. There are innumerable universes, and in each and every universe, there are different manifestations of Brahma, Vishnu, and Rudra. Besides that, there is the Sheshamurti, 
who bears all the universes on his hoods. And Lord Krishna is the Lord of all of them. As the incarnation of Manu, he is the original source of all Manus in innumerable universes. Each universe has manifestations of 400, 504,000 Manus. He is the Lord of the three principal potencies, namely Chit Shakti, Maya Shakti, and Tatasta Shakti. And he is the complete master of six kinds of fortune, wealth, strength, fame, beauty, knowledge, and renunciation. There is none who can sell, excel him in any matter of enjoyment, and certainly there is no one greater than him. No one is equal to or greater than him. It is the duty of everyone, whoever and whatever one may be. It is the duty of everyone, whoever and wherever one may be, to surrender to completely unto him. It is not wonderful, therefore, that all the transcendental controllers surrender to him and make all offerings of worship. So it's this is we're after eight o'clock. So we'll stop here our reading. I'm sorry that we were a little late today. And we'll start up tomorrow at text twenty two. And we sit simply anticipating the reflections of the devotees. Hare Krishna. First, is from Shantarupa. Hare Krishna Shantarupa. I hope everything is well in Wales. She says Jai Guru Maharaj. Jai Ho. Hare Krishna. From Rati Manjari. Yes, Rati. Jai Guru Maharaj, transcendence within ear reach. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Hare Krishna. And from Gopakanya. Yes, Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Jai Maharaj and all assembled devotees, all glories to Sri the Prabhupada and your daily reading service of Sri the Prabhupada's books, Maharaj. Hare Krishna. May you bless me that I can continue this for the rest of my life. Thank you. Sir Devi Dasi says Hare Krishna Maharaj. Yes, Sir Devi Dasi, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. From Bhakti Christopher. Yes, Bhakti Christopher. Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj and assembled devotees, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Sri Prabhupada. Jai, all glories to His Divine Grace. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna, oh, Krishna, oh, Hare Hare, Hare Rama.
Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Well, it's Sunday, and Sunday feasts are going on, and also it's the weather is like, I don't know how it is out there in uh, different parts of Europe and wherever, but the weather's pretty nice here today, so maybe devotees are out doing Hainan and other things. A few things that just came in. Oh, good. First from Bhakti Rupa. Yes, Bhakti Rupa, at last. He says, Thank you for reading, Maharaj. Please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. <coughs> Haribo. I think I've lost the thread of what's happening. Would you be able to help me out? What's happening is the, 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 the discussion of the creation of the universe was interrupted by a question by Maharaj Prichit about uh, Vidura and Uddhava. So this is an, an interruption that changes the mood and allows us to, to hear about Krishna directly uh, in the exchange that went on between Uddhava and uh, Vidura. And now there's going to be another exchange between uh, Vidura and Maitreya <coughs> because Vidura was so touched by Uddhava that he wanted to take initiation from him. But Uddhava said, no, you're old enough to be my father, so this isn't correct. So, but Maitreya is nearby and he was present when Lord Krishna gave me final, the final words of Lord Krishna before he left. And I was present and he was instructing me and Maitreya just happened to be there. So here he heard everything. So he said, so you can take initiation, you should, from Maitreya, who is a senior, old, uh, elderly uh, Vaishnava. So that's what's happening. And after this, we're going to get back into the even more detailed descriptions of the creation through Kapila Dev's teachings to Devahuti. That's where we are. I hope that's what you asked. Hare Krishna. From Daitari Hari. Yes, Daitari Hari. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Glories to His Divine Grace, Srila Prabhupada. It was very nice to hear tonight that whenever Krishna assumes a particular role in any given relationship with anyone, He plays the role so perfectly that even pure devotees like Uddhava are bewildered. Yes, wonderful reflection and that was the essence of the uh, reading today. Thank you very much for catching it so nicely Sudevi Dasi yes Sudevi she says it's also Mother's Day today well happy Mother's Day 
Hare Krishna. You can't. That's one thing you can't say to me, because I can't be a mother in this lifetime. <laughs> Hare Krishna. But Krishna says that he's the mother and the father. Mata, data. Krishna says. Bhakti Rupa says thanks Maharaj that's quite a right uh, my pleasure and from Rati Manjari yes Rati dear Guru Maharaj please accept my respectful obeisances tonight I liked hearing that when Arjuna's arrows hit the enemies on the battlefield those persons were immediately purified of all contamination mm -hmm. this information changed my perception somewhat of the gruesome nature of the battle of Kurukshetra into something like a purifying ritual well it's not a ritual it's not a purifying ritual but it's the exhibition of Krishna's will through the pure devotional service of Arjuna and Bhima and Yudhishthir Sadev Nikula It's the execution of Prabhupada's of Krishna's will through the loving service of these devotees. Hmm. Hare Krishna. Rati Manjari says, My question would be, do you think that Arjuna was aware of this? It's not important whether he was aware of it or not. There is some evidence uh, that he wasn't aware of it. Um, at the end of the battle it was time for both of them to get off the chariot and out of of course deep love and respect uh, Arjuna said please my lord you go first and Krishna said no no you go first and then Arjuna said my lord please and then Krishna looked at him a little sternly and he said get off the chariot so then Arjun got off the chariot and then Krishna put one foot on the ground and when his other foot left the chariot the chariot burst into dust in other words he had he had received so many whip, mystical weapons that he should have been put into dust but because Krishna was there he, he wasn't so I think that you can say clearly that during the battle he was not aware of that he was just trying to execute Krishna's will when a person is fully absorbed in love for Krishna and is doing what he's doing only for Krishna's pleasure he doesn't think about himself like that and that total absorption gives a taste that's so high that it transcends the dualities of material existence, happiness and distress, profit and gain, and loss. Victory and defeat, fame and infamy. Hare Krishna. She says, thank you, it is clarifying. Well, thank you for clarifying things with your questions. <laughs> <laughs>
So what can I say except thank you, all of you, for being regular uh, hearers. I know that there's quite a few devotees who are listening. I don't know exactly how many, but uh, very few are there for the live readings, and I've, uh, I'm developing a very deep attachment for all of you. And I think that we have, you know, developed uh, loving relationships centered on the Bhagavatam, which is very rare in this world. We should all be very grateful to Srila Prabhupada and Krishna. From Rati Manjari? Yes, Rati. She says, Today we had a reporting team who came to film our Harinam and Sunday feast. Wow. This is your preaching. When Doimor went over there during the big President's Day kirtan, I told him that you were there and this was, you know, you, you, that, that you were fired up and he said, oh yeah, I noticed she was organizing the whole thing. <laughs> so you can't hide from us, Rati. Hare Krishna. She says, it was a long day of around seven hours of food footage. They were quite interested in, and enlivened. Yeah, I'm sure they were. Words out, words getting out through your Hayanam Sankirtan. And from Gopakanya? Yes, Gopakanya. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj. Happy Mother's Day to you all. Yes, Maharaj, we had wonderful nine hours of Kirtan Mela in Amsterdam yesterday. It was the greatest event that was done open after the two years of pandemic. Oh, yeah. Many of the devotees from all over Europe attended, and many outsiders, too. Mm. Everything was perfectly organized by the sincere devotees of Holland, especially the devotees from the Amsterdam Temple. Yes. Prasadam was profusely distributed in Prabhupada's books. Information tables were, too. By Gurudev's and Srila Prabhupada's mercy, we were also engaged in the service. At the end, every single soul was satisfied. Chanting, dancing, and feasting, the mission of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and the merciful Srila Prabhupada has given to one and all. Jai Ho. Just, just we have to have full faith and conviction that we need to have in this process and one day we will all be able to dance with all like-minded in Golokadam with the Lord and His devotees. And your daily re reading service is making us to build that faith in essence. Thank you, dear Maharaj. And I managed to listen to your yesterday's reading today in the morning, getting addicted to this hearing. <laughs> and we, Rati Manjari, and myself danced wildly. Fantastic. And one thing you said was very important, and that is that in order to have a successful sacrifice, everyone has to be satisfied. And when you see that Harinam Sankirtan, then you know it's the Yuga Dharma because everybody's satisfied. Even the ones that are curious and can't jump in, they are satisfied. But how, how can you not be satisfied? by seeing hundreds of devotees and even thousands of people all together dancing in the streets. <laughs> I mean, only a person who doesn't have a human body 
would be uh, anything but uh, ecstatic to see that. Nelson Manjari commented, it will be broadcast in a movie of 10 minutes on the site of a national newspaper. Fantastic. Very good. We had 500 people in the Kirtan Mela. It was completely ecstatic. Completely ecstatic. And from Bhakta Oliver? It's like a renaissance, rena renaissance happening after the, after the pandemic. Hare Krishna, and? From Oliver? Hare Krishna, Bhakta Oliver. Hare Krishna Maharaj, thank you for reading tonight. All glories to the daily readings, all glories to Srila Prabhupada. Jai Srila Prabhupada. Appreciating the point you repeated, quote, factually there is nothing contradictory. Everything is possible when we understand the Lord as the Lord and not as one of us with all our imperfection. Yes. Yes, that was the essence. The, the solution to all the world's problems and it is so simple and so profound let us pray that the world wakes up and stop fighting like cats and dogs and do what we're supposed to do as human beings and serve and love the Lord together in Harinam Sankirtan hearing and chanting the Lord's glories Haribo, Haribo Rati Manjari says, please go on praying for us. Hare Krishna. It's a done deal. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Samaveda Bhakta Vrinda ki jai. Gaur Premanandi Hari Hari Bo. See you tomorrow night, same time, same place, same topic. Uddhava is bearing his chest, his devotion is showering us with nectar. See you tomorrow. Hare Krishna.